Can you tell us a little bit about where your creativity came from, Sarah? Sure. I think it's always been inside me, which I think mm. is common to all creatives. I think it's, it's there at your core. Yeah. I guess for me, I was really fortunate that I grew up um, with my mum being very creative. So she was incredibly talented in many, many fields of creative arts. So she could spin, knit, weave, sew, embroider, draw. She was, she was quite creative. Um, she also loved gardening. So she had a beautiful garden, um, which when I'm looking through your window, Sal, it's not quite, <laughs> quite the scale of your garden or what people would maybe envisage as a beautiful, big, sprawling garden. We, we lived quite simply. We grew up in a very simple red brick house on the Hume Highway. We didn't have a lot. Mum didn't have a lot. But she managed to create a beautiful garden out of, you know, very simple, um, a very simple plan. And um, so, you know, I watched her um, create with very little. I also watched her create over time. So I, what, I, what I mean by that is I understood how long things take to make. So I guess I had this really fantastic grounding in technique, but also the understanding of the the heart and soul and hard work and energy that goes into making something by hand, even a garden or yeah. with, 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 and with, you know, with not a lot of material or, or money, you know, you can still create things that are very beautiful. Yeah. That was one area um, of my creative sort of journey, but the other was going to university in Melbourne and studying um, art education and that course had a huge breadth of different um, genres of art and design. So we, we've studied woodwork and metalwork, printmaking, um, textiles, design, ceramics, photography, everything. So whilst I wasn't a master at all of those, I certainly understood the, the materials or the tools that are required to make all of those you know, to go into those areas. And also I, um, you know, you, you can visualise how to make, how to, you know, do some printmaking or how to, um, you know, we touched on a lot of graphic design. Well, I majored in graphic design and textiles. Mm -hmm. So um, those, all of those um, skills that I learnt from that course have really shaped me into a multi-creative I guess is, is how it's probably termed. Yeah. yeah. And, and did that, was that before you did interior design, Sarah? Yeah. yeah. So from there I moved to Sydney because the course in Melbourne was actually closing down. So I had to make a change. So I decided to move to Sydney and um, things didn't quite work out initially my move but then I decided to study interior design after a few years mm. yeah I know you had a very successful interior design business in Sydney and then in Beechworth how did you make that transition into what you're doing now mm. well it was a, it was a great career and 20 or so years of interior design so yeah in Sydney I 
worked for different design firms and architectural firms, then set up my own practice for a little while. Then we had two children and decided to make the move down here to Beechworth. So not long after we moved, which was about 20 years ago, we, um, well, I, sorry, I set up a small boutique design studio in Beechworth. So here I was able to bring, you know, the, the world's best wallpapers and fabrics and accessories and all the fittings to a region that really hadn't, seen these beautiful products before it's very regional here so it was quite new um i then that i then moved across the road into a much bigger store so things went very well very quickly so i moved into another store and had my design studio at the back and a really big homeware store then um after about i think it was about seven years in that store um, my mum became very unwell and another close family member as well at the same time. So I really couldn't also take on the responsibility of design clients at that time and the store. Mm. So, and with two little children, it was sort of, okay, priorities have got to kick in here. So I closed the store and stopped taking on design clients and just looked after my mum and my other close family member who was very sick as well. Mm -hmm. So I started making things just to bring in some income. It's sort of, you know, back to my core of who I am, which is the art and the craft and the maker. Mm -hmm. And um, I've never looked back, actually. <laughs> never looked back. It's the happiest I've ever been. So, <laughs> Isn't that great? Because sometimes mm -hmm. we can battle away at something that, you know, is kind of on the way to where you're going but it's and you think it is maybe where you're meant to be but um sometimes it's just a slight change of direction that can help you to find that thing that's really really rewarding yeah, yeah that's exactly mm. right yep yeah so i'm very and lucky did you find that making things helped you heal from your loss of your mother? yeah it's interesting to think of it that way and I have to be really truthful with you. Yeah. I don't I don't know that I've ever really thought of it as a healing. Okay. But yeah. but I think that maybe it's your intuition, Sally Ann, because <laughs> in our discussions. Right. Because I actually think there is something in that. Mm. But I need to process that. I haven't I think I'm still healing, perhaps. Yeah. Um yeah. and I think that you know, working with something I absolutely love, you know, it's certainly giving me the time and space to think about those things. Mm. But um, I'm not sure, mm. I guess, is the answer, yeah. to be truthful. Okay. But I'm Good sure, it, yeah, <laughs> I guess it's something for me to think about, which is really quite interesting. What do you think it is about creating and making things, Sarah, that you love so much? Mm, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot I love about it. I Everything I make is original. So what I tend to do is dream up these ideas, these crazy ideas. <laughs> I dream them and then I sketch them and then I try and make them. So I, I don't follow any patterns. I don't 
copy anybody. Everything is is created from my own my own mind. So yeah. it's that exciting adventure of taking it from my my dreams. Literally, when I'm asleep, usually is when I do my best work. Um, so at night, when I'm when I'm dreaming, and then I put put that into a sketch, bring it to life. That is a fantastic moment for me. Then there's also the the actual making. So if I'm knitting, you know, when people view my work, they need to realize that I spend a lot of time putting things together and. If it's not right, I'll take it away until it's right. Yeah. And, it's, you know, there's a lot of work in the process and I yes. love that. Yes. But the best bit for me is when I put my heart and soul into this work and it arrives at somebody else's house, they've invested in that piece, mm. and then the, the joy they get from, from that is that's by far the best part for me yeah. and that's what drives me it yes. really drives me because um to be able to create something original that other people like i mean there's nothing better and sarah do you think that how do you think the last few years of going through lockdowns and the pandemic has changed us and the way we live mm, i think I think what it's it's done, it's brought us all home. Mm. And I think that's fairly complex. I think, I mean, it's literally brought us home. But I think it has also brought us home to our, our own thinking and right back to some very basic thinking of simplicity. And I know Annabelle spoke about simplicity as well last last time you spoke um you recorded a live with yeah. annabelle hickson and i think it's i think the simplicity of life and just being happy with what we have and more importantly who we have so i think um you know we did think about what was important and who was important um mm. through that time yeah, it was it was difficult, but I know a lot of people enjoyed it too because yeah. we were at home and we were filling our dining table with family and we were connecting with our family. Um, most of us, well, some of us were. I mean, others were apart. So yeah. I, you know, it was a very tricky time. But, yeah, I think simplicity is probably what I've taken out of it the most yeah I wonder about also just that that space that time to mm. to be separated from the busyness and to have time to kind of pot up really and yeah um, exactly. muck around with different things and um yeah I sort of feel that it's a bit like children you know if they don't if they're not organized all the time they become more creative because they have time mm. to um you know, to come up with their own ideas. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we sort of had to make do with what we had at home and you would bring in the supplies and because we weren't going out that often. So you, when you yeah. go out, you'd have to sort of think what you really need, not any excess, just what you needed and came home and that would do and you just made, made do with that. Yes. So, yeah, um, simplicity on lots of different levels, I think. Yeah. 
Sarah, we've talked about finding that core of who we are and drilling down to discover what's, what's actually there. Can you tell me how that works for you? Mm, I'm a big believer that we should look inward and look right down deep wherever that place is mm. and find what it is that really um, inspires you and you know, I, I guess one thing I've thought about a lot lately is Ash Barty, mm. the tennis player, and yeah. when she retired and how she was saying that she is Ash Barty the person, not Ash Barty the tennis player. Mm. So I'm, you know, I'm not Sarah Stan, the designer first. I'm a person. Yes. So, yes. you know, if you think about that and then drill down to the core of who you are and if you can then extract that and you know in your daily life implement that I think mm -hmm. we're all much happier people um the, the difficulty I think is finding the courage to do that yeah but I think courage is in us all innately but it's just about tapping into that courage to yeah find find what's at your core and then actually implement it into your life somehow and it may yeah. be a small business but it might be a hobby um but i think that's really important to do can you tell us about your dreams yeah well i guess like a lot of people you know i was brought up to have a five-year plan you know dad always said make sure you've got a five-year plan um which i've always you know i've always had but a couple of weeks ago I did literally just wake up and go, right, that's it. I'm, I'm going to put this out there. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell the world exactly what I want. So a few weeks ago I actually wrote a post on Instagram and it listed seven things that I want. So yeah. they're out there, so they're definitely there. <laughs> um, so I, I, I would like to write a book. I would love right. to do that. I love writing. Yes. And... I'd like to sort of share my story and um, show some beautiful imagery in a book. I would like to do more speaking, public speaking, um, or, you know, talking at events or things, but just grassroots level, even community-based level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if there's a senior citizens group getting together or a, a kindergarten group, it wouldn't bother me. I'd like to speak to anybody who'd be interested in you know understanding a little bit about my my journey but also my philosophy of drilling down to who you are and not being afraid to have a go and mm. that you can't there's always a way you know and you don't we can always find a ball of wool and some knitting needles somewhere for for someone who wants to start to knit or you know it, you don't have to have a lot to create beautiful things and that's the way yes. I was brought up and that's what yeah. I truly believe. Yeah. So I'd like, I'd like to inspire more people to keep on being creative no matter what. Yes. Yeah. Sarah, you mentioned to me that there's, you do something every day to get yourself closer to your dream. What are mm. some of the things that you're doing? Well, this is, this is something that I've actually, since I was about 22, 23 years old, um i've i've practiced this and what i do is 
I can remember when I was 23, I wanted to change jobs and I, want, I was just started interior design and I really wanted to get a job in interior design as a junior. I was studying at night over five years. So I was, had to work through the day to put myself through the course. And I really wanted to find that, you know, that first interior design job in, so that I could learn in, in my, you know, in my work and then study at night and the pennies would drop a lot faster. And I was so passionate about it. that It's what mm -hmm. I wanted. So what I did was I said to myself, every single day I'm going to do something to get myself that job. Now that might be opening the newspaper and looking through the classifieds because it was before internet. So all the jobs were listed in the newspaper. <laughs> um, the olden so days. When, yeah. <laughs> so old school ways, you know, looking through the paper, you know, one day it might be actually writing the, the, um, the application and sending it. It might be going to, the, to an interview. But another day I might just wake up and say, okay, think about it, Sarah, just think about what it would be like to have an interior design job. Yeah. And I just you know, I'd close my eyes and maybe just spend five minutes just thinking about it and I go, okay, I've done that, done something today. Yes. So just it's, yes, it's one step at a time, but it can be incremental tiny little steps. It's that, if that's all you can manage that day, that's okay. It doesn't have to be giant leaps every day. So as long as you're moving forward, and I've, I've, I've practised that ever since. So That's I've got amazing. my seven, mm, I've got my seven goals now on Instagram out there in the world. But every day I'm going to just take a little tiny step to get those seven goals ticked off. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> and Sarah, what advice would you give your younger self? It's really simple. I, I would just remind my younger self about kindness. Mm. I just think kindness on yourself and kindness to others. I, I have a bit of a theory that I don't think people know how to deal with kindness very well because I think we're out of practice. Mm. So sometimes you can do a good turn for others or you can say something and people don't quite know how to take it. They don't sort of know what to do with, with the kindness. So I think we, you know, we all need to practice a little more kindness. And yeah, I think if I'd, if I'd really delved down into understanding that when I was younger, I think that would be, would have been a very good thing. Not that I wasn't a, a nice kind person, but uh, you know, I think we, we, it needs to be a really conscious effort, you know, just mm. before you say something, is that a nice thing to say? Is that kind? Mm. Or, you know, I think it's um, very important. Advice that anyone ever gave you? <laughs> well, um, it's something that you and I share. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, we had a chat one day and I was telling you about my dad giving me some advice. And it was a day he dropped me off at school and I, you know, grabbed my bag and I just sort of, you know, slumbered out of the car and just sort of <laughs> shut the door <laughs> and it, it shut halfway and dad went down the window and he said, hey, Sarah, I said, yes. And he said, don't you ever do a half a job ever again. Yeah. Mm. And <laughs> he wasn't impressed that I just, you know, hadn't, 
hadn't closed the car door properly. But the lesson there stuck with me for the rest of my days. And I tell you, I've never, never do a half a job, Sal, ever. Mm, mm, that's wonderful, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's probably yeah. one other. Yes. One other thing. And that's from my mum. And I think this is a good one maybe to leave you and anyone that's listening with because I think this, mm. this is really important and that's that, you know, if you put your head on the pillow at night and you have a sound sleep and your conscience is clear, then you've done your job for the day. Yeah. And I think that above all has been the best advice ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To the, to the first one with the door, yes. I know you have a similar story. Well, yeah, my mother, I remember um, I was putting a vacuum back in the cupboard and she opened the door and it all came falling out on top of her and she said, you know, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. And, yep. um, yes, I never, I always put that vacuum away properly after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, I think they're very important, aren't they, those lessons our parents mm teach us when we're very young and they do stay with us. Thank you very much for joining us today.